we are going to be looking at Derech Hashem, which is the Ramchal's text on Hashkafah, Jewish thought. In other words, what it, what it means to think like a Jew. What, it, what is our beliefs? You know, very often a person, you know, uh, he's got, I got this idea of what I believe, I got this idea of what I believe, what does it mean, Mashiach, what does it mean, uh, you know, again, the answers of the, all these questions are found in the Gemara, the answers of these questions are found, in other words, uh, spread out, you know, throughout Midrash, they're found within the Halacha of the, of the Rambam and other places. But in a systematic, single place to find all of the ideas of what does it mean, in other words, to, what it means to have Jewish belief, what's Jewish belief, really the Ramchal was the first one to sort of put it together in a very systematic format like this. The actual Rosaji Gon has a text which predates this, which also deals, in other words, with certain inyanim in terms of a moon and faith, but this is very comprehensive and very encyclopedic, as we saw from the teacher of Lumpranti, those who had taught him to be, in other words, encyclopedic. And you also have the Mornavuchim itself also deals with Imuna, deals with faith, deals with some of the critical beliefs. But to lay it out, though, in a Shulchanar style, really, the Ramchal is pretty much the first one to lay it out so clearly. So we're looking at the first parak of the of the Derech Hashem. Right? Regarding Babori Yitbarashamo, we're dealing with the idea of the Creator. I mean, if you're going to begin any discussion about being a Jew and what it means to believe, the first belief that every Jew must have is in Hashem. So the Ramchal begins with these words. Kol Ishmi Israel, Every single Jew has to believe and has to know. What's the difference between belief, Shiamin, and Veda and know? So whether or not it's settled into your heart, right? So the idea is Shiamin is actually more of a of a dynamic fashion of belief, meaning you're asserting, you're saying, God exists, I believe in him, etc. It's something you're doing. The Ida in other words, assumes knowledge, you've already accepted it and it's known to you. So that's the difference between the two. But belief is a room for doubt. Well, that implies that you've already removed all doubt. Where Muna implies that you're still you're fighting. In other words, your faith you're fighting against. That's a dynamic form. Muna is referring to still room for doubt. I don't know if there's room for doubt, but rather you are you are performing the active action of asserting that you believe. Right, you're doing something. There's an action involved. There is. Right. To know, right? Da looking, right? Know God, right? So therefore, we find though that there are two aspects. Right. So what exactly? So you, right. So there is there is the question, right? The suffix, right? Because I believe that there's something there. Once you've checked, you know it's there. So therefore, there's two aspects. It's obviously, but but the whole point is is that you have that belief up until the point that you know. Ultimately, you need to know. Right? So, but there is again the active portion of asserting of ones. By the way, the words in um, the, the word, uh, I mean, the root of a man, right? Is uh, of Yeshamin is a man. Aleph mem nun, right? A man knows what. Well, again, in tefillah, when you say a man, what do you say when you say a man? Kelman. Right. Well, Kelman Naman is, is a no, nice way, as a, a nice drush of saying he's the he's the he's the Uman. It's, right? it's he's true. the king. But Naman, right? You're saying you're saying Oil. this is true. Amen. It's true. It's true. It's true. That's what Amen means. The word Emet is truth, also, right? So what's the difference between a man and a man? A man means you're asserting truth. A man means you've accepted it as truth. 
Right? What's the difference? In Hebrew, you have ben and bat. Right? So one's the masculine, one's the feminine. It's the same thing. A man and a met. One is the one is the masculine form. One is the feminine form. A man is the masculine form. It's the assertion of truth. A met is the kibul, is the acceptance of it. Meaning a met, yes, you know, the, it's the it's it's done. So if you believe, you will know. That's what he's saying. So he says, to, He actually says that you have to believe and you have to know. Which implies that you have to believe until the point you have reached, meaning you've reached a certain level that now you know. Right? In other words, again, how do you, how do you know God? How, through, through what? Through his mitot, through his traits, through his Torah, which teaches you about his traits, through, in other words, learning Torah. That's how we understand who HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. That's how we can relate to him, until, in other words, that we know God. That's, that's the point that we have to get to. Obviously, it doesn't mean to imply, right, that we truly are masik, that we truly have completely, in other words, fully, in other words, grasped who and what God is but rather that we have fixed into our hearts, as I said before, in other words, to the fact, in other words, to the greatest point where there's no doubt whatsoever. So you have those two aspects. We have something daily, right, where we find the concept of a munah, twice a day. What do we say? Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, you know, right? Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad, right? Shoshiro is right, you know, Hashem Elokeinu, God is our, you know, Hashem, He is our God, Hashem Echad is one. We are making an assertion, right, that Hashem, in other words, that He's one. In what aspects? In that He's one in the dynamic aspect of everything that occurs, in other words, that occurs because He wills it and desires it to be, and He is one in the sense that all things that exist but in other words, that the way, even though they seem cyclic and they seem that they are in sort of a hashkachach lalit, they sort of have a general principle of existence, that that also is again directly under God. That both of them, are, in other words, in the end, are the same. That the two come together. When you're saying here shiamin v'yada, on one hand shiamin, in other words, that you have a munah that at any moment Hashem can go ahead and do anything He wants. V'yada, and you know that what is here is also from God. So it's also again active and passive. So now, what is it you have to? What is it you have to believe and you have to know? Right? Sham Matsui Rishon. You have to know that there is what a first Matsui, a first thing that exists. What we call a prime mover. In other words, something which is the beginning of all things. Right? In other words, when you go ahead and you look from, let's say, even from, uh, you know, just look at things in life. Right? Everything has a parent. Everything goes back. Even if you think science. Right? Even if you want to believe in in various theories of of, of, of evolution or things like that. So again, we, there's big problems with this theory in general, but let's say again, we're saying that one thing would come from another. Everything has to go back to some root. Everything eventually has to have some place that it starts from. I mean, any perspective that you wish to take, everything has a beginning. Where's the beginning? The beginning ultimately begins with a Kutzbah, with God. That He's the one that sets everything into motion. He's the first Mitzvah. He's the one that exists first. Kadmon Venitzti. So He is, again, He's primordial. He's first. But it's he, and he's also forever. Meaning that there's no question that, in other words, that he is in the beginning of time, and he's also the end of time. And not only that, that he, meaning that Kodesh Bahu, that this first, in other words, this first being, that brings it all, that not only does he exist, and will exist, but he is the one that makes everything else exist. Right? And as every single thing that is there, it starts out for, because he is the one that went ahead and made it happen. He brought it into existence. This is God blessed be him. This is the one that made it all happen. There is more to belief in, in other words, from a Jewish perspective. 
Notice we have to believe that again that there's that again there is this one that brought it all into existence, right? This all, by the way, the the, the the sections that we're dealing with here in the beginning really have to do more with this passive sense of God's existence. When we do the Shema Israel later on, and when the Ruchal deals with, in other words, the idea of Yichud Shemo, of unifying His name, is when we are dealing more with the active relationship with the world. We are certain. Right now, it's really passive. God exists. But also, we still as Jews have to have a munah, in other words, on his active, in other words, that he makes and changes and can do, do whatever he wants <coughs> at any moment. So it continues. We further have to know that this thing which, in other words, that was created, this actually was brought down by the, by the Rambam where he says that only a Kodesh who can know himself. Meaning that, here's the thing, if you are somebody, right, and you live inside of a, a bubble your whole life, and right, you live inside of a, you know, a bubble, yeah, right, whatever it is, you have no idea what's outside that bubble, and you know what, you don't even know that you're in a bubble. Right. Right, why? Because you're inside of it. If you try and see the bubble, you can't because you're inside. So the thing is, is that everything that's created, right, is something which, what, is inside the bubble, not outside the bubble. So therefore, in other words, only a Kaddish Baruch Hu himself is able to fully understand who he is. And therefore what? We do know this one aspect, that he is complete and total in all of his traits and who he is. There's nothing lacking in God. And there's nothing, in other words, there's nothing within him which has any possible chisaron, any possible lack. Now, from beginning to end, all is there. Now, given that a Kodesh who doesn't lack anything whatsoever, right? So he is completely and totally shalem. He's whole. There's nothing missing. So the question is, is then where do we come into play, right? Where does where does a human being fit into the picture? What does that mean, like full? Well, if you say that he has every single... In other words, God has, is perfection upon perfection. There's nothing that is lacking in his perfection. Right? So then the question will come up, in other words, where then do we fit into that picture? Right? In other words, if, if, in other words, if we exist then, where do we exist in that picture of God's shleimut, of his completion, of his total... In other words, one, an aspect of him, of, 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 and no aspect of anything missing. So the answer is... That within the perspective, in other words, of of his completeness, every single midah, every single trait of God also then has to be complete. Every single trait has to be, you know, it's perfect. What's the perfection that we see, for example, when it comes to when it comes to, let's say, giving? You know, you have a trait of giving, right? So if you have a trait of giving, you have to have something that what? That receives. So if there's, so that means to say now, if we say that Kodesh Baruch Hu is Bishleimut, right, especially at this point in this text, in other words, so where does that exist? Where does that exist now? In other words, we understand once God creates creation, fine. But if we're talking about now at this moment, in other words, in the text, when we're just dealing with God exists, and we're saying God is perfect, where is the aspect of God's giving now? So the answer is, the answer to that question is like this. Since the Kaddish Baruch Hu is Shalem, is whole in everything, 
right? And he's the one, though, that brings everything into existence. He's the one that actually, in other words, creates the concept of giving to start with. Until God creates a concept of, of, of chesed, of kindness, of giving, of, of, of whatever the case, of din, of any other aspect, until God brings about, in other words, some sort of revelation of a trait, so it's left by him, in other words, in his state, in other words, that, in other words within himself, but not in something that's, that, in other words, that has a question, because it's, in other words, it didn't exist yet. <clears throat> So, for example, what happens? The, the famous question: What's bef- what happens? What's before God? What's after God? Right? What's what's the, what was the question of? Isn't, you know, where, where was God before uh, before God? So you can't ask the question. It's the bubble situation no, no, again. No, no. So you don't ask it. Right? It's better if a person was never created. The Gemara and so. But the thing is, is that until God creates time, there is no time. So the first has to be that God creates the aspect of time and moving of time you can even have a question on what's before and after God. So in God, and in terms of who He is, in His essence, there's no questions, in other words, that we can ask on Him, because until He reveals some aspect, that we don't, we, there's no perception of it, right? until it comes to being. Now these things are known as a tradition from the Avot, from the, from the forefathers and from the prophets. Now the entire Jewish people, when they stood at Har Sinai, they every one of them became a navi. Everyone at that moment became a prophet. Every one of them could grasp these aspects of what's being talked about. In other words, these spiritual aspects, these very high, you know, those difficult yanim. And he understood very clearly the idea. In other words, of a kodesh baruch and shleimut. In other words, and his and who he was, uh, who Hashem is from that perspective. And what do they do? They pass down the knowledge they had generation after generation. say up to this day. And then we see that Hashem commands the Jewish people. In other words, it was from God. Lest you should forget the things you saw this day. And you shall make known to your children and your children's children. So what happens here is, is what we see is, is that Moshe Rabbeinu's commandment to them is that they have an obligation to teach their children not only things like halacha, not only things, in other words, in terms of Jewish law, but also to teach them about who it is that they're serving, who is God, what is God. This becomes the entire impetus, the entire reason why the Ramchal would even write a sefer like this, or why a person would spend time, in other words, in learning, in other words, Jewish philosophy, learning Kabbalah, learning any of these other types of 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 of, uh, of, chokhmah, of wisdom, in order that a person should come to know God, should he should come to understand who is who is it, that he's that he's serving, and specifically he is fulfilling, in other words, this mitzvah. In other words, of going ahead, what and make, in other words, and accepting what is being given to him by his teachers and by those writing these farim. In other words, of letting them know, in other words, what they experienced at Har Sinai. So we, as the Jewish people, are able to benefit from that and to have that hana. In other words, of the things passed to us. However, despite the fact that we have this masora, in other words, it's passed down that we can we can know from that. There is another way that a person could come to an understanding about God. Even 
If a person was to go ahead and he was to hoker, right? He was to look into deeply and philosophize on the various aspects of, in other words, of these types of studies and come to the conclusions from them, he'll see that the truth of all of these things that through a person's, you know, those going ahead and looking, in other words, at, at the wisdom of nature, you know, biology and so forth, meaning looking, it's literally saying, by looking at science and mathematics, by looking at astronomy, by looking at what God created, that a person could come to a conclusion where he would understand who is the creator. That from there you will take out certain certain principles, in other words, in other words from the sciences and maths, and you'll be able to get to these things. However, I'm not going to go into detail with this, that Ramchal tells What he's going to do, though, is rather give us everything, basically, directly as it's passed in the Mesorah, not, in other words, from the perspective of trying to be hoker, of looking into all these things. We saw historically... Didn't the Rebbe, wasn't like that a part of the Rebbe's uh, um, promotion that... Like through whatever it is that you specialize in, through whatever it is that you do, whether you're a doctor, or, uh, an attorney, or whatever, use that to try to. In the use service those of tools, right, in the service of a shop. Uh, so this trying is to, well, I don't yeah. know, Maybe I don't it's not the same as meeting your boy. So you see, you see that Rabbi Bakude brings down the same point, right, in Chovod and he says that the person, in other words, if he spent enough time, he would be able to come to these conclusions. So now, if you look at history, when did we have people that had enough time? When you look back and you see from the door, in other words, of the Mabul, right? Meaning before the flood, they lived a thousand years. They had plenty of time to sit and to do chakira and think about who is God. So therefore, you understand, you can argue, why should they be chayab? Why should they have, in other words, be obligated to receive punishment, right, for everything they were doing? Did God tell them, don't do this, don't do that? I mean, they didn't have a Torah, they didn't have mitzvot. So here we say that they came to the conclusions, the understandings of who God was, you know, those, by virtue of the fact that they had a thousand years to philosophize and come to those solutions. So now we're going to say, ah, they're high up, they're obligated. There's no reason why they shouldn't have been able to, in other words, to, to have found the proper path. And again, Rabun Buddha says it would be possible to do so. You can understand the Creator through His creations. Now again, you're still outside the bubble. Right? There's certain things that if you're living in the bubble, you'll never understand what's outside the bubble. To understand, in other words, what's outside the bubble, you need you need something more. That something more, obviously, again, is what we say, right? which means, in other words, in terms of, we talk about the two sections of Kabbalah, right? So what's Maseh Bereshit? Maseh Bereshit, in other words, really how God creates the world and, and, and the whole world is composed and what it is and inside the passive aspects, right, that we talked about before, that a person has to know is Maseh Bereshit. That's how we understand, the, that's how we understand, by the way, the Rambam seems to connect Maseh Bereshit, he seems to connect it with science. So everybody asks, like, how could the Rambam do that? Right? How, it, it seems so far-fetched when you look at the Gemaras and other places that Maseh Bereshi would be talking about science. No, what happens is the Rambam is telling us this exact Indian. 
that the Maasei Bereshit, this aspect, in other words, of understanding God from the world, this is the Maasei Bereshit. That if a person would go ahead and he would philosophize, he could get to this, or he could get to it through Masorah. He could get to it through going ahead, in other words, and being fed by his Rebbe, right? In other words, exactly with the details that was bought, that was given down from the Revim, from the Prophets, from the Avot. He'd be able to understand these in Yanim. Or from, from this perspective, from the sciences and so forth, or meaning from all these haktamot that he could get from the world, or he could get it from the Surah, which is what the Ramchal is telling us. There's two ways. I'm going to give you another way that's the Surah, and it was passed down from the Vim. But this other path would be possible. Masse Merkava, which is the aspect of, again, this active, dynamic aspect of how Hashem, in other words, interferes into the world, into creation and everything that's there. How even though everything was created, God can do whatever He wants at any moment. Says that, on that hand, that requires a, certain, a different level of limud. That's why, for example, Masse Breshid can only be taught like one on one. Well, Masse Merkava is what? Is one on one, but with Remezim, right? Yes, it just makes hints. He has to get it on his own. He's got to come to those conclusions because you can't really talk about something, in other words, when you are inside the bubble. You're in the bubble. I can only give you hints that you can try and think outside the box. But to actually, but in the end, if you're in the box, how do you say, how can you think about no time? Right? You, you can sit back and... Contradiction. Right. Four times. Right, okay. So you sit back, you can philosophize, you can try and come up with something. So you can hint certain things. But you can't really, to understand that, Right, I can't even. You can't even give it over. I can only. You can only bring give somebody the tool, the 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 the, 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 uh, the keys to be able to open the doors. But then it requires what that he should ascend into the pardes, like they say in the Gemarot and so forth. Then he needs him to be able to enter into the deep sense of of, of again of experience of being in Harsin, experience of prophecy, things like that. But that's already another story. I thought it was wrong to uh, to uh, to look at nature as opposed to. <coughs> okay, so the question of is it can a person look at the niflot abore, the wonders of creation, right, and then try and come to a conclusion of God, right, saying that that's wrong? Well, it's wrong if a person would look at it and just accept it as being, in other words, something which happens with no creator or no existence, with nothing, you know, there's no greater being behind it all. So there you end up with a problem. But the greater problem is, is, is that you could never spend enough time in our short lives to come to the right conclusions by doing just that. That's the point that Ramchal is making. If you live a thousand years, maybe you'd be able to come to some kind of conclusion. But the point is, we don't have a thousand years anymore. We don't have that ability. right? We have a short lifespan, so you're never going to get to the full truth of things just by sitting on it and philosophizing. So there you might call it, in this case, Bittelzman or Bittel Torah. You're, in other words, you're, you're losing now... In other words, because you're just trying to spend time. It doesn't mean a person can't benefit or can't look at the wonders. Ah, how great is the wonders of God. But a purely philosophical thing where I start with a blank slate and I want to construct, well, I have this blade of grass. Now, from this blade of grass, how did it grow? How did it this? How did it that? And you try to come to some conclusion that there must be a creator of this blade of grass. You sit down, how long is that going to take? You know, a person really can prove every single aspect out, you know, with logical proofs, you know, mathematical proofs. So, well, it, it could be forever. So, that's why it's a problem. So he says like this. He says, "Old shesarich shiada." So one thing or more that we have to know. Shamat soyaz ebrachshamo. That this, in other words, that this existence, blessed be he, he nimitziotu mitziot muchrach. 
It is an absolute must. Shiv Shar Hedroklal. In other words, at no moment we can think of it being held back in any form. In other words, it has to be there. It has to exist. So I gave uh, very often on this an interesting story. Watson Crick, right? They're the ones that came up with the, uh, the helix model, right, of the DNA, but they're also the ones that came up with the Big Bang Theory. So they had a, they go ahead and they announce that they're going to have a press conference on the Big Bang. And all the scientists come there, they're all sitting, you know, they're sitting, they're the uh, media people, they're all there. And they start to deliver this whole theory, how they explain how everything basically starts out from this one ball of matter, and it's all exploding, and they show the mathematical proofs, how you only see red shifts, right, when you're looking through the, you know, through the, through the telescopes, and, and therefore everything is moving away from everything else, and that's proof that everything is basically just exploding outwards. And therefore everything comes to the Big Bang. So in the midst of all of this, they get through the whole theory, one of the media people puts up their hands and says, uh, excuse me. I have a question. Where did the original matter come from? So, as a joke, they answer, it says, it says green aliens and a cigar-shaped UFO dropped it off. And everybody starts laughing, right? But, of course, the big joke is, what they just said is, is that, well, there has to eventually be a source for this, too. I mean, they're proving the necessity that there has to be a prime mover. There has to be some existence that brings everything else into existence. There must be a beginning. So even from here, we see that. But the concept also, by the way, of Big Bang runs into other problems, and that's why there's a whole scramble. Can they say that the matter always existed? Yeah, again. I thought they, they say that the universe is in, in like, it's ever-expanding, and it's infinitely yeah, well, old and infinitely... They actually, uh, they actually did some further scientific studies, and they actually found that there's a problem with the Big Bang theory, because according to that theory, eventually... What well, they do, by the way, is it expands and then recontracts. Expands and <laughs> recontracts, right? So the problem with the theory is, is that eventually, like a rubber band, it gets out of shape. So they, they've actually come to a... Pro- they actually have come to the conclusion that the Big Bang theory is a problem. Uh, and then they, they're now tr- trying to find other solutions to the problem. Because if it's ever expanding, where is it going to? Well, it it eventually, though, it gets far enough that things have to contract, too. It's a, so, okay. So All right. money, God we trust. So, <laughs> so was it that... This is the money, God we trust. But what was the... So I'm going to be big bang, big bang Theory, the American money system, God we trust. <laughs> the money talks and everything else walks, right? <laughs> there goes the Big Bang Theory. So, right, meaning that, that when it comes to this, again, this, this, this creator, this existence, right, this one who brings things into existence, that nothing, in other words, is separate from him. Meaning to say that he is the only one that has to be there. There doesn't have to be somebody there to help him or to make it all possible. But, meaning he in and of himself is the, in other words, the cause and the reason. Because, by the way, even if you take something like the bank theory, eventually, again, you have to have somebody, so you have to eventually have something which is the final say of everything, which brings it all into existence. So this is the case. Okay. So we have to know that regarding, in other words, again, this one that brings things into creation, blessed be he, that what, that it's a simple, in other words, it's a simple existence. <coughs> There's no, it's not like it's not an existence which contains within it many parts, right? In other words, God is one, meaning in other words, one in a complete sense of unity, but not number. 
Right? So this is something the other religions say. Uh, it's one, but there's three, but there's this, but there's that. This is not us at all. It's one being undivisible, in other words, with no components. Right? That's it. There's no, there's no in other words, number at all. Meaning again, as we said before, everything is in him in this simple fashion, meaning until he makes it exist, there's nothing to talk about. Now you find by a person's nefesh, by a person's soul, by a person's, in other words, their, their life force, so to speak, you find that there are various different koho, various different potential things that, that the nefesh can do. Right? And all of them have their limits. Mashal is an example. Azikaron kochachad. Memory is one form of thing that, that, the, that, again, that a person's soul can accomplish. Varatzon kochacher. One's desire is another. Vadimyon kochacher. An appearance is another. Ve'enechad me'ele nichnas begeder chavero klau. I mean, each thing is its own thing. Ki hine geder azikaron geder achad. I mean, the, the limits for memory is one. Begeder ratzon gader achher. The limit for, 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 for wanting things is one, another limit. When it comes to God, he doesn't possess many different aspects. Even though there are things which are different, in other words, within him, meaning he can want, he can be a wise, and he can do, in other words, all in a potential form, in other words, within himself. But there's no limits, in other words, for wh- how often or when or, or what fashion he should go ahead now and, and, and reveal that aspect. In other words, there's one aspect, in other words, in terms of the whole picture. In other words, there's no the Indian of gather of limits, no Indian of separation from any of his midot. Everything is one. Meaning he is one thing in itself. that what that he that is that nothing else is separate from in other words from his completeness from in and of himself. So whatever God willing will pick up this other shem for the next week. But this is the basic crux of our belief in the